0: On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, it's time to dive into some of the 2022 draft prospects. We jump in on Jalen Williams, EJ Liddell, next right here on Locked On 76ers.
1: You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome, you are Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Gibbons from 97.5 The Fnag Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host and partner, Keith Pompey, Sixers beat writer for Inquirer.com. What's up, Keith? What's good, D? How you been, man? Oh, man, I've been good. We got to get into some of these draft prospects. But first, before we start off, we got to thank everybody for making Locked On 76s your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76s is free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube at locked on 76 as well, man, listen, it's time to start to dive into some of these younger players that might be available around pick number 23 for the 76ers. And listen, they've, they've had some success the last couple of seasons, at least with Matisse Stiebel and Tyrese Maxey. We're still awaiting last year's draft selection at pick number 28 Uh, out of tennessee Jaden springer spent a lot of time with the g-league team the delaware blue coats and doc rivers at the end of the end of the season said that he feels like defensively he may be ready next season the offense of course has to catch up a little bit and has the ability maybe has the prospect maybe of being a really really good defender when it's all said and done we didn't see much of them last year but here they are again keith a really good team so you pick in the 20s and in the 20s at pick number 23 Another opportunity to add a player. First off, uh, we wanted to talk about Jalen Williams from Santa Clara, 6'6", player 6'7". Really started to skyrocket in the draft, man. He was projected early on when the season was done collegiately that, that he would be somewhere towards the end of the first round. Now, man, we're seeing him in the mix somewhere in the late teens all the way to the Sixers at 23 what do you think about him and specifically what the team needs as we've talked about quite a bit in this draft?
1: Yeah. I mean, the thing about him is I I think that he's a guy who, you know, like you, you, you pinpointed, you know, he was a dude who could have been a, a second round pick, you know, maybe 28, 20 something. Now he's in the teens, this and that, but a lot of that's based off of what he did at the NBA draft combine. Like he, you know, he's actually without his shoes. I know they play ball in their sneakers, right? But he's six, four and a half, but he has a seven foot two and a quarter inch wingspan, right? He has a 39-inch vertical, but then his standing, his standing vertical, you know, when you just stand and just jump up, it's 33 and a half. You know, and so a guy like that, people look at his athleticism, they look at his 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 length, they also look at, you know, his ability to take people off the dribble. So he's a riser. And when people think of this guy, they don't want to say, okay, are we going to be the guy that slept on like a Donovan Mitchell who won 13th in the 2017 draft because of a lot of people didn't know he could do it, but he had the same similar measurables to this guy, Jalen Williams. So that's why he's rising, right? Now, the thing is, when you ask yourself about him, And we have to be honest with ourselves. Even though he has these great measurables, is he going to be able to be a guy who can catapult the Sixers to the championship? Because that's what their next piece has to be. A guy who's going to come out here and thrive and do certain things. So, you know, yes, if this was a young team, you would say like, okay, this is a still, this is a building block. But right now, is he the piece that's going to be needed an improving piece and, and the way he is needed to get you to a championship because yes, the Sixers do need a versatile wing and he could be that versatile wing. He can score. He could pass. He has the length. He needs to work on his lateral movement a little bit more. And he has, even though he's long, smaller guards have had an ability to blow by him at Santa Clara. So there are certain things that he needs to work on but he has all the measurables and people don't want him to be the next Donovan Mitchell. And you were the team that passed up on him. So that's what the Sixers have to think long and hard about.
0: And and with a player like him, to your point, especially with some of the things that needs to work on, whether even with his body potentially uh, of, of tightening up a little bit, toning it up a little bit and the lateral movement, those are the things that, now we talk about with all kinds of prospects when they come into the NBA that just needs to be, this needs to be their job. No longer is a college, uh, college athlete, and you know, a student athlete and going out there and playing these games and, and, and all that they do. But once you get to the NBA, he's probably going to benefit from being in, a, in an NBA situation where he's around the weight room all the time. The, all the drills that they put him through because the talent is there clearly for him to be a first round pick. The way he has moved up now in these mock drafts and potentially in the eyes of the scouts and the execs uh, of what he could do but he does fit the bill of the wing position that you talk about with that 6-6 frame and and being able to move and putting the ball on the floor is going to be crucial because that's one thing that we talk about with a lot of these wings that the sixes do have here outside of um who tobias harris <laughs> and, and you look at matisse theibel and and George Niang and and some of the others. And the one question that we have, can you put the basketball on the floor? And that would be something that he would have to be able to do with this basketball team, putting the ball on the floor, create shock opportunities because these NBA players, the opponents, they're gonna to try to make you prove yourself. And when you have double teams going the way of Embiid and Harden and maybe some of the better defenders on Harris and Maxi, He's going to have to be able to take advantage of a situation with whatever defender is on him and not be a negative out there on the offensive end. So an intriguing prospect for sure. uh, And fits the bill once again, as a wing player for the 76ers. And the next one we need to talk about is another wing player, an older player, a junior at Ohio state, EJ Lydell. I like him. I really do. We'll talk about him a little bit on the other side. If he's available for the 76ers, we'll discuss what fit he may have with this team Right here next on Locked On 76ers. That's on you.
1: You got the pick? Yeah. Let's talk about prize picks, right? Before we talk about the EJ Lidell. Listen, all right, NBA fans. You are looking for a daily fantasy option for the NBA. Then you need to try the award winning app, Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and we know you will too. It's easy to use. You pick two to five players and an over under of their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected number. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Prize Pick is safe. And offers fast withdrawal. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Prize offers any props you can think of, from points scored to rebounds to steals. Right for a limited time, Prize has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users. Users get fifty for free, fifty dollars for free, if a player in your first Prize entry scores a single point but you must use the code NBA. That's right, this is an exclusive offer available to Locked On fans. Sign up today and use the code NBA, $50 for free if a player in your prize picks entry scores a single point.
0: Thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NBA game. Of course, right now, only the NBA Finals with analysis from our local experts is free and available wherever you get your podcast. And we'll talk about the NBA finals a little bit later. But Keith, right now, we need to talk about another intriguing prospect. And that is EJ Liddell from the Ohio State Buckeyes, 6'6, 6'7, maybe. And maybe, you know, you want to look at look at it that way. He, he declared a season ago to see you know, what his prospect, what his draft uh, standing was at the time, get some feedback, get some information, decided to go back to school. And some of the things that the NBA did, in fact, want to see from him was uh, to, to go out there and to simply improve on some of his game. As, as an example, to be able to put the ball on the floor a, a little bit more, to be able to shoot the basketball a little bit better. Tighten up on a few things, standing at six 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 seven. He has a body, man, that, that can take take on some of the pounding on the low block and in the NBA. While he may be able to do that, he's also going to have to be able to use his uh, use his handle and use the bounce to get to some of the places with uh, some of these more uh, athletic fours that they have in the NBA, guys at the five that can move. He's going to be somewhere in that, that I think at least for sure a four. Can he play some three sometimes? Can he bang in some of the smaller lineups as well? Uh, he isn't a decent passer who can move the ball around just, you know, simple enough to get to where it needs to be. Uh, he's not going to be a, a necessary uh, initiator of the offense, if you will, of with what they do, but he has defensive versatility. He can move around uh, quite a bit. Uh, I, I like the fact that with him, he has one of those weird games where you look at him and you say, oh, he kind of has like a little old man situation in him. Not, Not, not like – a little bit like George Niang in that sense where you where you term it that way, but the way he does it with the basketball, with his handle, and being able to do things like that, uh, take guys off the dribble with the bounce and, and, again, just have that old man type of game, but has some wiggle to it too, some more modern game to him. I, I like him. It's, it's intriguing. Again, last season he averaged, I believe he averaged 19, 19 points per game, uh, eight rebounds and two and a half assists at at Ohio State and he was really good and he shot 37% from three which is something that the NBA wanted him to improve on he's a 76% free throw shooter so he gets to the foul line he can make his free throws and he's sitting at 240 uh, a, a Belleville Illinois kid so you, you know there's some toughness in there uh, coming from that area a 50% shooter from the field overall there's just simply things to like, and with him coming in as an older player, Keith, you know he can fit in, maybe, and and, and give you some some good minutes as a young player if in fact Doc Rivers would give him an opportunity. And I think he would be able to go out there on the floor and hold his own in the NBA. Uh, the quickness, to your point, the lateral movement, all that stuff that's going to have to that's going to have to work itself out just similar to what you just spoke about with Williams. Uh, he, he does, he, he's a team player, Keith. He's one of those guys that's a team player. I could see him having a, a game where maybe he goes off in the fourth quarter, not necessarily and gets, it uh, have his 8-0 run, but during the stretch of whatever he's on the floor with, whomever, whomever he's on the floor with, I could see Lydell as one of those players that can, during that stretch, where they may, as a team, have had a 10-0 run. He'll score six of those six of those 10 during that run because he has that type of game in him. He has a good feel for the game. A little bit of a guy who caught on real late as far as uh, the, the game goes in general, where really garnering all the attention that he's getting. This is a player that I'm, I like. And I, I, quite frankly, I don't think he's going to be there because I, I think others, executives and teams, they see what we're talking about here and his ability, his his the possibility of him being a guy who can contribute, especially on a team that, late in the in the lottery and of course as you get into the later teens and most certainly in the 20s playoff teams that can just use guys that they like that played a little bit in college they are 21 22 years of age but you feel like you can count on them you you have to teach them stuff but they've already been taught because they've seen things in college basketball already and I think Liddell fits that bill of of one of those players versatile can do things on the low block improved shooter does hustle doesn't quit and, and that's what i see in him and i could see him as a fit coming off the Sixers' bench as a young even as a young player forcing doc rivers hand a little bit to give him a little bit of a run and see what he can do out there on the floor so that's my uh, observation for for ej liddell it's my scouting report if you will and i think um I, I think that he can do that yeah can
1: i ask you a couple questions about him yeah. like Listening to you and and then you know look uh, looking him up and, and and seeing certain things, does he put you in mind of Grant Williams? And reason why I'm saying that is we're talking good about a, 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 a older guy, right? Sick. Grant Williams is six six, about two thirty six. You know, he was drafted by the Celtics with the twenty second overall pick, mm-hmm. um, in the two thousand nineteen draft, and he came to, you know he's not as he's a good player but he's not a starter in this league and he'll come in and he'll can give you, you know, some, some, you know, some, some depth off the bench and do certain things. Does he put you in mind of that type of player?
0: Yeah, that's a good, that's a good comparison. Not necessarily at the game, but just more so Um, body type, you know, he's a little bit more uh, uh, stocky, I guess you will grant Williams, but even at two forty for for Lydell here, I I think he he has a good body um, and I think he has a better handle just from the stuff that I've seen from EJ Liddell. and not to say that Grant Williams can't put the ball on the floor because he can but Mm -hmm. he generally he likes to turn his back and put his back to the basket uh, on his defender and do some of that. Grant Williams we've seen where he has already had a career game in the postseason pardon me I believe it was seven threes in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, I don't know that EJ Lydell has that in him to turn into that, but I, I, what I do know is uh, that he will work and he will work to improve. So 22 for Grant Williams. Let's say Lydell does fall to 23 to the Sixers. That's a really good comparison. And like Williams in his earlier years coming off the bench for the Celtics, maybe a spot duty for Liddell at some point uh, with whatever team specifically here for the Sixers, but coming in right away, no, but someone that I think, uh, if the coach gives him an opportunity he will earn that that coach's trust and his teammates as well yeah okay okay that's, yep, that's a good one that's a good one and uh so those are two right there we'll start to do these a little bit more as we get closer to the draft now uh what eight days away uh for the 76ers where they have the 23rd overall pick and that's courtesy of the Brooklyn Nets deferring it back we'll get into some more draft prospects but on our next segment here coming up keith and i need to talk about game five in San Francisco, as the Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics went at it. We'll talk about the results, what it means for game six that's coming up right here, locked on 76ers.
1: Before we do that, we need to talk about Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports development news and odds, including this year's NBA Finals, the NHL Finals. Major League Baseball, and of course, all the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. BetOnline, where the game starts.
0: Well, Keith, the game started in San Francisco on Monday night, and uh, Golden State they got the better of the Boston Celtics in Game Number Five. Oftentimes, we talked about it during the postseason: the team that wins Game Five, you know, they're in a really good spot. Of course, with two of the uh, last three, two two games, they need to win one in the last two, and chances are that that happens with the team that wins Games Five. Now we're headed back to Boston. Golden State is up 3-2. And look, sometimes in the NBA Finals and in the playoffs in general, we spoke about Grant Williams having one of those big games in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Milwaukee Bucks. Well, you need other players to step up and help out the stars who have been carrying you. And Steph Curry, for my money right now, if Golden State wins this series, he's going to be the NBA Finals MVP. But you also need others to do their part. And I think the second most consistent player for the Golden State Warriors has been has been Andrew Wiggins and for Wiggins didn't necessarily mean 20 plus points or anything like that he was averaging I believe 17 uh, on the series for the Golden State Warriors well he busted out in game five and put up a really good number 26 to lead the Golden State Warriors in scoring Steph Curry struggled a bit Clay Thompson had 21 and Jordan Poole played had played well uh, in but listen, man, this is what happens sometimes. You need others to step in to help you win. We've seen it in the past uh, where the role players make big shots, things of that nature. And in this particular case, Andrew Wiggins stepped up in a big way for the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, it's,
1: it's, it's funny. Not not funny, but like we're talking about the 26, right? Mm-hmm. And the thing that really stood out to me was his 13 rebounds. And, you know, the defensive job he did on Jason Tatum, right? So, you know, he had a quality all around game. And and it was, hey, like you say, you know, role player step up. It's funny. We're calling him a role player, but he's an all-star, right? He made the all-star, but he still is essentially a role player on his team. But the one thing is, you know, Curry, like you said, he had 16 points. He did have eight assists, but he was 0 for 9 on threes. Yeah, 0 for well, 9. Yeah. But, the, but the other guy stepped up. And the, the thing about it is um, – the thing about Wiggins is you you, you kind of feel happy for the kid just because yeah. of all the stuff he went through. Like, he was the first overall pick. They got him out of Boston. He goes to Minnesota. People are questioning his commitment – or not really his commitment, but his love for the game. And then he comes to a, a team and a situation where he's, like, essentially asked to just be a role player – who can play D, and he turns out, you know, one year he makes like gets, you know, he he he's on the all defensive teams, and then the next year he's an all star, and now he's starting to shine, and with, when the pressure isn't on him, he's starting to shine and show us some of the things that we thought he could do when he first was drafted. Um, so you know, you're happy for that guy, but it also goes to tell you how deep teams have to be in order to win a championship because. Steph Curry is the best player on the floor, but he's not always going to play that way. And you have a guy like Andrew Wiggins, you know, coming and and, and saving the day like he did yesterday.
0: And you talk about the 13 rebounds to go along with the 26 points. That's fantastic. Then you go to Gary Payton the second, right? Coming back from that injury before the series started, uh, wondering where he would be physically to help them out. He gives you 15 points. Now that's for me, that's more That's even more unexpected. I've seen Andrew Wiggins drop 26, the 15 from Gary Payton, the, the second off the bench. That's a big time bonus for them last night, especially when Steph Curry is struggling a bit. Others have to they have to pick it up, be a little bit more aggressive and looking for potentially their offense and doing what they need to do. Then you get a regular solid Draymond Green game where he gives you around his averages of eight points, eight boards and six assists. And there and doesn't let the emotions get too much of them and i also uh, have to give credit to steve kerr and the staff for the adjustment that they've made for while looney has been really good in this series uh they have to bring him off the bench because it, it just helps them out not having him and draymond green on the floor at the same time for a good amount of time uh and uh, especially with his you know his rebounding and all he does pretty well only four last night uh, pardon me only four on monday night but he he he's playing his part and Jordan Poole 14 points in 14 minutes. That's, that's what he does. He's a scorer, but to, to have Peyton and Wiggins, but specifically Peyton and the fact that the 15 points, 15 rebounds in 26 minutes, a little unexpected for me, that's what you need. That's what happens when you have depth to your point uh, of uh, on a championship team, a roster like this, where no one cares about their role. They just go out there and do their part. It called for Andrew Wiggins to step up last night. He did that. As a result, we have a Thursday game six where opportunity for the Golden State Warriors to close things out on the road. Yeah, and, and when you look at it, you know, it, it, this game, it
1: wasn't exactly a pretty game. I mean, when you factor in how Boston – I mean, you look at Jalen Brown. He shot two for 11, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he was he, to start the game. He finished with 18 points on five for 18 shooting. He missed all three five of his threes, right? Then you you look at the Boston Celtics. They wound up shooting 11 of 32 from deep. I mean, they were sloppy in stretches. They committed 18 turnovers. But then you go ahead and you look at the Boston Celtics and you say to yourself, well, they shot the ball way better than the Celtics. The Celtics were 9 of 40 from behind the arc. And yes, we're raving over Wiggins, and he did have a phenomenal game, but he was 0 for 6. So, but, but like, the two guys you talked about, Jordan Poole and, and Gary Payton, like, these are two guys who, like, stepped up. And that's what has to happen. When things get get murky and, and it's an ugly game and stars aren't really performing well, it's up to who is going to be able to step up, you know, uh, like – coming off the bench, who's going to be able to do it do things like that. And it just seems like uh golden state. They did their players did that. They did it. And, you know, Peyton, what you said with 15 off the bench and pool with 14, you know, uh, that was to me that those two guys along with Wiggins are the reason why they won. And the reason why that mo- both of us
0: might be uh, our predictions may be false. <laughs> and I would love for it to be. I would love for it to be. Go doves. Um, uh, we got to thank everybody for making locked on 76 as your first listen every day on our next episode. We'll continue with some of the draft prospects and seeing who could potentially be there for the Sixers, who might be a good fit for this basketball team for the upcoming campaign. Now make your second listen, Locked On NBA. We're locked on experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available. Wherever you get your podcast. Keith, as always, man, let the people know where they can find us. You guys can
1: find us wherever, like D said, you can wherever you can subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcast at. But if you want to get our Locked On 76ers YouTube channel podcast where you can see us, what you do is you go to YouTube, block right in Locked On 76ers. And when you get on to the podcast, click the Liberty Bell. You click the liberty bell, you subscribe to us, you will get us, and um you'll 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 be able to follow us. Even you see when I make mistakes, right? You'll see that. Right. <laughs> but um, but go ahead and do that today. But the main thing also, do yourself a favor and follow D on Twitter is at Divine G975. At Divine G975. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers. We'll keep you up with the latest 76ers coverage and both of us that we have and a great idea what's going on. So, you know, do yourself a favor to listen to this podcast, watch this podcast, and follow us on Twitter.
0: We appreciate you guys. Keith, thanks, man. I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, bro. See you tomorrow. You got it. Thanks, everybody.